Before we get started today, I'm going to give you two numbers to think about. No context, just two numbers, and I'll tell you what they mean a little later on. The first number is 9.7 billion. Okay, got that? 9.7 billion. Sounds pretty big. And the second number is 220 billion. Okay, 220 billion. Now, that is a big number. Just let them sink in while I ramble through the intro, and then I'll introduce you to an extraordinary woman and her startup. Hello and welcome to The Accidental Startup. I'm Alex Feeney and in each program I'll introduce you to a new startuppreneur. See what I did there? And there are two reasons for doing this. Number one, because each startup is different but many of the lessons are the same. So there's a lot that we can take from each other's experiences. And number two, okay, I don't have a number two right now but number one is as good a reason as any. Now she introduced herself as Lola, nothing more nothing less. She does have other names, but everyone just calls her Lola. And she is co-founder of Nubian Beauty, which makes cruelty-free, vegan-friendly beauty products and sustainable waterproof athleisure wear. Lola's ambitions are big. She's pitching straight at the high-end woke, and she's aiming global. But we start with why she traded one high-pressure job for another. My background is that I actually trained as a medic. I'm actually a doctor. I trained at King's College in London, and... We, I sort of saw a need for women, you know, wanting to feel better about themselves. We're under so much pressure nowadays with social media, just life in general, and wanting to create a brand which embodies making people feel amazing. Uh, we're about to stock on one of the largest retail companies in the USA called Revolve. Um, oh, wow. In spring, really, yeah. That's great. And we've got an account with ASOS, and we've previously been on Pretty Little Thing. So, yeah, we're doing quite good. So, I'm really happy with the way things are going so we met we met a couple of weeks ago didn't we in, mm. in, in, in this very in this very building and yeah. uh, you were like you were shooting for the moon straight from there you were yeah. like you go, I want this massive brand I want that massive <laughs> brand was that was that always in your mind from the outset was to go I, I'm gonna go massive yeah like I think I, I have a vision you know it's good to have a vision and sometimes I think maybe the medic in me as well so we you know training to be a doctor it takes a lot of resilience it takes a lot of hard work and it takes a lot of having a focus and I guess you taking that energy and putting that into something such as creating a brand has been sort of a skill set that I've had to really pull and yeah dreaming big is super key so why did you stop being a doctor then? Where, how, where, yeah. it's, it's quite a leap from yeah. doctor to athleisure wear. Yeah, so I do love medicine. And I'm so blessed and so fortunate that I've had that foundation because a lot of the skills are actually transferable. Like yesterday we was at the ASOS head office and we had one of our models of us. She was a curve model and just talking to her and hearing her story because for her to you know feel confident, she looked insane in it you know to talk and form a relationship with her takes you know listening empathy and rapport these are skills that we use in medicine so when you say like the transition I've been able to take skills from doing medicine to this but I think for me my passion and my heart has been with this brand and I've seen the potential that it has so I've had to and I also have a little two-year-old as well who takes up a lot of my time so it was getting hard to manage the shifts was getting hard to manage like you know just life and I think I just had to follow my heart and my gut and go with it and I'm in a place where I can 
always go back to medicine if I need to, but right now this is what works. So explain the process then. You have made that decision, I'm going to do this yeah. then. Three years ago we've been running now and uh, my husband and I started the brand and was actually in Bali. I remember drawing on napkins and we're trying to figure out the name of the brand of like new being, new being, trans- transformation. It needs to embody, you know, a woman feeling amazing about herself, feeling special, just creativity. And we came up with new being and initially, you know, it was kind of something which just kept me going, the, you know, just a creative input of creating products that someone would receive and it feel like Christmas when they opened their mail or when they use it we exceed their expectations so we really focus on quality like I like nice things and I want all my friends to have nice things so that's how I see this brand it's kind of creating nice things for other people to enjoy and want to share with their friends so you were developing that alongside <laughs> yeah medicine. initially so doing the crazy shit yeah and also yeah. plotting an empire as well yeah and then when I had a baby I was like okay this is maybe a bit too much to manage um with our team and then just decided that this is the direction I want to go. It gives me a bit more freedom and flexibility as well. So early stages, that would have been, uh, what, uh, product design, getting uh, sourcing a vegan-friendly mm. product, mm-hmm. somebody that can make that, mm. finding out what, what does a vegan-friendly product look like. I mean, mm. uh, uh, when you say um, they're vegan-friendly, what do you actually mean when you mm. talk about your athleisure wear, when you talk about your cosmetics mm. line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just down to every detail, like manufacturing, finding all these distributors and it's kind of we just try to make sure that there's no animal testing the ingredients are natural uh, the quality of the fabric is super high like it's not gonna one of the things that people complain about when they go gym or if, you know if you wear your common black leggings is that they fall down or they sag or the worst thing is if you do hot yoga and you notice when you bend over and you can see that person's underwear it's standing right in front of you doesn't look that cute see, that's, so yeah, yeah that's, that's a no, big thing for me as well it's like, you know, <laughs> There's, I, I, I don't wear them, but I know the difference between yeah, a cheap legging. Yeah, and, a cheap legging. Oh. And it's like, why do that to yourself, you know? But I think uh, just creating something where you can bend over and you can wear the white shade and no one can see your underwear. Like, come on, that is like winning. So it was just like going above and beyond in what we're trying to deliver for our end consumer. It's been key. So down to the, you know... Fabrics. Did you identify high end to start with? Was that always in the back of your mind? Uh, yeah, but that's just going like maybe to what I like, isn't it? Like you nice create, things. yes, nice things. I like nice things. I want to make nice things affordable for other people. Okay. Yeah. This this uh, this particular episode is about the the stepping Startup. off point. Yeah. yeah. So that, uh, that moment when you go, Christ, this this, this is a business. Mm. When was that moment? Do you can you identify that moment? Um. Maybe about two years ago, yeah. Um, just when work gets when it gets too much, and I'm like, okay, I need to get someone in to help me. Or um, I think sometimes you need to stop and like pinch yourself when you see your brand. Like today, I just met someone in the office who was like, oh, I just had a little presentation, and she was like, oh, I've actually purchased your activewear, and it's like moments like that. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, that's so sweet. Like it still, it makes me feel really happy. Or I was driving my husband, and he said that girl had your act, your leggings on, and I was like, oh, you know, and it just means so much that someone has parted with their money for our product. So when it's when I see customers or I hear people's story or I hear, oh my god, I'm obsessed with your lip gloss, the lip plumper, I just love it. That is the most that makes me think, yes, this is a business.
so, more than and, anything. And that was a pivot moment, wasn't it? So that mm. you started off in one, and then how did you mm. how did you develop an entirely different in a, in a different you know, sort yeah, of same completely sort of different, genre, completely different, different yeah. So I had like a life issue happen, and like a health thing, and I just wanted to get really fit and motivated. And it was kind of you could either take a negative situation and just like just live in it but I kind of took that energy and decided to put it into creativity and wanted to get really fit and back into shape and feeling amazing so each print is inspired by somewhere in the world such as Santa Monica or Tel Aviv or a natural like Ubud you know when I mentioned Bali where we first created the product Ubud is in Indonesia so each print is inspired by somewhere in the world inspired by nature so we just took that energy and created what would be used and the, the, the active wear works in ways to help women feel good so it holds their tummy muscles in it helps to make your legs look leaner because of the way the seams are cut um it feels so nice and silky like it's waterproof as well so if you're if you have i wore the white pair once at a yoga festival and i spilled coffee on it and i was like sheesh kebab but then the coffee just rolled straight off i was like hey this is amazing <laughs> Quick, write that down yeah. that needs to go on the description yeah. look also what look at this coffee proof yeah okay have you worked it out yet the numbers that i gave you at the top of the program well, according to Grandview Research, £9.7 billion is the global market value for vegan cosmetics products. And there's more. The same research company expects that market to grow to more than £15 billion by 2025. And £220 billion? Well, according to Morgan Stanley, that's the global market value for at leisure wear, 220 billion pounds. And again, its research predicts that that market could be worth as much as 269 billion pounds, not by 2025, but by next year. These are massive numbers. So even a point something percentage of those markets is going to give you a delicious slice of ethical, sustainable vegan pie. Rather than go mass market though, Lola is going high end. And now that's a clever move. Whether a deliberate market tactic or simply because she's making stuff she knows she likes and she can't be alone in that, it can pay off quite nicely in the short to medium term. First movers are always willing to pay a premium for something new they find on the market which demonstrates the same values they hold. And they're also willing to pay more for rarity. The trick is when other upstarts try moving into your space and to please investors and shareholders, you have to look at expanding your market. The mass market isn't inevitable. It's possible to stay high-end, but eventually the market floods with cheaper products and people start eyeing your slice of vegan pie with a hungry look on their face and holding a spoon. So Nubian may at some point face a choice. Stay high-end, rely on new, innovative and on-trend products to keep them ahead of the rest while maintaining that exclusivity or retooling and pivot towards the mainstream. Lola isn't thinking of moving away from high-end, but she is scaling up with a global outlook. For now, though, I wanted to go back to the beginning. So what was uh, what was first what was first six months what was first year like then what, what, how difficult was that what challenges did you come up against um, we we started in November two thousand fifteen and we had our first sale it took like maybe three weeks for our first sale to come through actually and um, 
in that biting because we started we just started out figuring out how social media works and it was like waiting and then when he got it I was like, this is, I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then it just started to go from there. And, um, but I guess that was, that, it, was that a tense three weeks though? That's, it, <laughs> it, 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 it crossed your mind, it you thought, literally nobody likes this. It probably wasn't three weeks. It was probably maybe a little bit longer, but it felt less, but it felt like three weeks. And it was like, um, it's, you're just thinking, am I doing the right thing? But I guess it's like that with anything, like good things take time. That's uh, that's going to be a, a subject of another podcast. That is the, the, the issue of you know if it's if it's worth it, 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 it takes time yeah, because it's and worth all it. All the things they take hard work. Yeah. So and we've sold out of that product three times actually. That oh, lip wow. plumper. Yeah. The lip Nubia nude right. lip plumper. How did you, so you you you've got a flashware flashware flashware. I'm gonna I'm gonna design a lip plumper. Yeah, that was the first product. So oh no, that first, was the first yeah. product. So sorry. So you 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 went from that into athleisure wear yeah. and fitness wear. So okay, beauty so was our first. Oh, There's I a see. Need for lip fillers, people love lip fillers, and with the medical background, I did a cosmetic surgery rotation, and I saw there's a huge need for, you know, the injectables and people getting them done like with people that are not qualified. So I wanted to create something for my friends to use and that smells amazing, has really good ingredients in it. And um, came up, I did a degree in biochemistry before medicine. So I've had a fascination with why things happen and the anatomy. Is your kitchen just a lab? We don't do it at home. We have a, a manufacturer, it's a laboratory. So basically, um, yeah, so there's a lot of science involved. Took well, yes. It took eighteen months to develop that first product. I was gonna, so that was, that's eighteen yeah. months of R and D for yeah. a Before vegan, non-cosmetic surgical, surgical lip, lip plumper. plumper. Yeah, that seems like a lot so of work you for, for juicy lips. You need to try it. It's different to other lip plumpers. It's got the same ingredients as lip fillers. What do you mean? I need to try it. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> you don't have to. You don't want don't it. start knocking I'm my confidence, girl. All right. So, you know, I, I'm just. <laughs> You know, don't start tearing me down. I like my lips. Yeah, you should be proud of them. Yours yeah. look fabulous Thank as well. You. But, you know, Thank I, you. I, I, I it's for that. people that, you know, if you don't want to have lip fillers or you do have them, it's a win-win because if you don't have them, you could try it. You can build up and see how you would look with lip fillers. Some of the girls that are obsessed with it, they use it in between their treatments yeah, to prolong the treatment. Save that coin, you know? <laughs> how quickly does it work? Uh, within the first three minutes. Wow. Yeah. So can you uh, can you, you go feel like it tingling when you put it on? So can you go like day-to-day uh, -day normal lips and then maybe party lips at the weekend? Can you yeah, do that? Yeah, you can. And if you use a lot, it looks really really you get them really really full. Can you can you overplump? Yeah, you can. Ah, yeah. Okay. Some people like that look. I'm not. There was a time I was addicted to that at one point actually. I was just I was using a tube a week. <laughs> 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 you were your own best customer. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next then? What's the uh, what's the yeah. global? How, what does the global domination strategy look like? Yeah. So we are going to be getting into new markets. We've just opened an account in Australia called the Iconic. So they'll be stocking our activewear. Um, we're also going to be focusing more on the USA. Getting our we do sell internationally already, and we've got a strong consumer base. But just really pushing our products in these areas. Um, we do. We used to hold events in LA and London, and um, we'll get back on doing our events and meeting with our tribe. We call them the Nubian tribe. We uh -huh. love our amazing Instagram followers and YouTubers and yeah. everything. We love them. So I think the next event will be in Coachella in Los Angeles. 
So okay, so marketing then that, that, that moves the seamless segue into marketing then. So mm. Instagram uh, influencers part of marketing or is there a broad, broader campaign? How, how have you well, have you placed your company in the market? Well, we use Instagram. We have a lot of girls that loyally love our products. So we don't actually pay them or like they don't. They're not paid uh, commissions. They genuinely use the product. Like if you look back through our feed, we've got really amazing people. Mm that use Instagram and um, YouTubers as well. But um, now it's kind of a similar strategy, but just, you know, focusing on new areas of growth, really. Where do you take inspiration or where do you take advice from? Uh, my dad. I love my dad so much. Oh, yeah, it's he just, uh, Yeah, I just like it. He's just awesome. But he's like my biggest supporter. Oh, wow. <laughs> he texted me today. He's like, make sure you create shorts for people in the gym. I was just in the gym now. Everyone wears shorts. Like, okay, Dad, we've got that coming. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic but yeah no my dad's amazing so what has he taught you then what's uh, uh, just resilience and uh, hard work yeah things like that the the future that so you've talked about you're, you're going to Australia you're going to uh, mm. LA then uh, developing the lines further is there yeah. is there constant development have you got uh, a uh, like a um, uh, this year these many products that year these many products how does the, how do you plan out your year and your products yeah so we have the two divisions activewear and the beauty and the activewear we've got new styles coming out for spring and also summer and autumn and winter and then we have some new beauty products which should be launching very soon some new to increase our range of lip plumpers so stay tuned for that will be exciting i'm interested in the uh, this was the the, the process so you you say you it was 18 months of r and d how, mm-hmm. how how deeply involved were you in that or it was did you go to oh, a company no, and no, say no, i, I yeah. want this is the product that i wanted it's up to you to find it no, or, so i'm just very involved yeah. in everything yeah and still very involved in every every aspect of it. i have people that help me now but yeah. i'm still like overseeing and making sure it's of a standard that we want like people to receive it advice to startups advice to somebody thinking of starting a business well yeah. or advice to somebody who's wondering are they at the stepping off point Oh, okay, yeah. So you have to believe in yourself, definitely. And having a good mindset is really good. Having a growth mindset is key. And just surrounding yourself with the right people and believing in your... If you have something on your heart, just go for it. You have to be passionate about it, though, 100%. A huge thank you to Lola from Nubian Beauty, not only for answering my many, many questions about vegan, non-cosmetic lip plumpers, but of course the whole time that we spent chatting together really was an absolute pleasure. If you'd like to know more about Nubian, then you should look it up on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Nubian is spelled N-U-B-Y-E-N. And I'm interested to know your thoughts and experiences around ethics, sustainable products and the perils and rewards of going high-end versus the mass market. We're looking at all sorts of startups to chat to to really understand the picture of entrepreneurial Britain, particularly in these uncertain times. You can hit me up or slide into my DMs even at Accidental Start on Twitter. On the next edition of the Accidental Startup podcast, we'll be talking to Malcolm Sloan, co-founder of Sports Injury Fix, a company aimed at helping you find the right treatment to recover from your injury, but in an incredibly techie and clever way. The Accidental Startup is an Eat Sleep Media production. It's hosted by Anchor, and the music in this episode is from Artlistia. Thank you.